Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley on a Friday afternoon, and we got all sorts of stuff lined up for you today. And we're going to talk some Houston Cougar athletics as we start celebrating all these teams coming into the Big 12. And the beat writer for the uh, Houston Cougars at the Chronicle, Joseph Duarte, will be with us at 420. And then we've got the Baylor volleyball coach, Ryan McGuire. They've got a new schedule out. We'll hit up uh, Ryan at about 5 p.m. And then soon after that, we'll get you ready for some Rangers baseball. First pitch tonight, 6.05 Central. Aaron, that is the Rangers and the Nats. And the Nats have a beautiful record of 34-53. and 53. A sight for sore eyes. The Rangers have now lost a couple of series in a row. Now, who's on the mound, you might ask? Well, for the Rangers... It's none other than Baylor's own Cody Bradford. These are listed as probable pitchers. Of course, we're now, Aaron, we're only a couple of hours away from first pitch, so I feel like probable will become uh, definite here pretty soon. Cody Bradford, a left-handed pitcher, got a 498 ERA, but he's pitched a lot better than that. He just had one bad outing. He's been really good since then. And uh, he'll be going up against... Young man from uh, the Nats by the name of Trevor Williams. Five and four this year, 434 ERA, and a whip of 142. All right, for his career, about 427. So he's kind of hanging in there right where he's been. And um, he, uh, he's he been around for a little bit, been around. He was in a 2013 second-round draft pick for the Miami Marlins. Out of Arizona State, made his debut back in 2016, about seven years ago in uh, September of, uh, of 2016. Trevor Williams on the mound tonight. And then we'll kind of get that going, get you a little pregame activity after some Big 12 buzz, and then we'll just send you on into the weekend on this, uh, on this Friday. Aaron, it's been a weird week, hadn't it, with the Monday and Tuesday type holidays. We picked it back up on Wednesday. Aaron, all right, I mean, this is, I guess starting to feel like Friday, starting to feel like the end of the week. I think we're kind of back on schedule a little bit. But uh, hope you have some great weekend activities planned. Aaron, we also I tried to reach out and get this guest for us, Johnny Derrick. Well, it turns out I spoke with John just a little while ago via text. He is over. He's already made it across the pond. And the six-hour time difference makes it about uh, 10.05 there right now. And I don't want to keep him up too late because he's getting ready to play in the British Amateur. And, Aaron, I thought that was kind of a neat story. Waco Trib had that. And um, Johnny Derrick 
going to play over there in the British Amateur. 59 years old. He's won everything there is to win in Waco. He's been out there lately. They've been working on Ridgewood, so he's uh, hadn't had his home course, but he's been playing and trying different things. But um, uh, I just thought that was a good story. Let me give credit where credit's due. He's going to, Aaron, jump on with us when he gets back home. Oh, look, special to the, the Waco trip, Art Strickland, of all people, wrote this story. And um, Johnny Derrick, if he's 59, uh, Aaron, that means he was probably at Baylor in around 1985 or 1988. He went to MCC, Aaron, where you attended and played great golf there. Then he went over to Baylor. And he will be making his way over to play in the 2023 British Senior Amateur. Um, And that's conducted by the Royal and Ancient at the famed (laughs) Woodland Hill Golf and Spa in Northeast England. Um, And uh, that is, uh, that's pretty good. He grew up, Aaron, playing at the... uh, Laco at uh, Lake Waco Golf Club, and um, uh, he will play a couple of practice rounds along with forty other Americans, including his good friend Neil Barfield, who's all also from the area, and that'll be kind of great. So uh, I really, I'm really enjoying this story. He he uh, qualified for the British Amateur this year by reaching the match play round at the U.S. Senior Amateur in 2023 in Rhode Island. And he's dominated Waco and Texas senior golf for years. Very, very cool. He said, I didn't realize until I got up there that if you made the match play there, you uh, automatically qualify for the British senior amateur. When I did that, I said, I've got to go. Aaron, let's keep up with him, man, while he's over there playing, and uh, and that'll be uh, that'll be good. Uh, in recent years, American amateurs have dominated the British event, winning three of the last four years, including in 2022 at Scotland's storied Royal Dornick Golf Club, where Iowa's Gene Elliott took a 12-shot lead into the final day. Aaron, is that is that a is that a really competitive environment if somebody has a 12-stroke lead? In the final day, I don't think that's great. Now, oh, here's that here's that knowledge, Aaron. Former MCC and Baylor golfer Johnny did it from '85 to '88. He's captured the 2020 Texas Senior Amateur at Ridgewood. That's our place. 2021 Senior Masters title in Palm Springs. The 2015 Waco City Championship and eight Ridgewood Country Club golf titles. Aaron, I may, I may join Ridgewood soon to go out there and challenge Johnny, because I'm, I am kind of, I've just hit that milestone birthday, so I would be one of the younger golfers in his age range. I'm gonna go out there and challenge. I don't like my chances, uh, Johnny Derrick. Aaron, that's pretty cool, isn't it, to have one of our own over there playing in the British Amateur. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's an, it's an incredible feat. I, I, well, never mind. I went to a driving range once, and I know how hard, and how bad at that I was. So, I just the the level the skill level involved compared to, 
not just me, but anyone I know is, is pretty mind-blowing. I like that. I went, I went to a driving range once. <laughs> that was it. That's all I needed to see. I was like, you That's know. right. All right. All right. Aaron Sexton tried it out, did not have, was not a golfer. I was a golf. I was, eh. I was only, I, I had a brief time of being good at golf, and it was only when the late, great Gene Shields, former Baylor golf coach, when he would pull his cart up and watch me on the driving range at Cottonwood, Aaron, for some reason, I could turn it on. And in those moments, I felt like I could be a pretty good golfer. And then I would leave Gene and forget how to play again. Oh, the great Gene Shields. Hello, Mark Shields, if you're out there, any of the Shields family listening to us. They're somehow kin to the Cabinus family, our friends from the Dallas area. Uh, and uh, so, anyway. And, Aaron, there's another story. This sent me down a rabbit hole looking at golf stories. This was back from a story in January, okay, earlier uh, January. Art Strickland. I, who knew that Art was writing so many stories for uh, the Waco trip? Waco golfer Ralph Graham. Aaron, still playing golf at 101. He said, you've got to stay active. If you sit down, you will die, Graham said from his Spiegelville home, <laughs> which is his part-time practice facility. Uh, I, I like this. Still a regular at Lake Waco Golf Club Scramble every Friday and hits balls, balls at his house to stay active. He said, we may have a couple guys in their 80s or 90s, but nobody like Ralph, said Ray Cameron, who heads tournaments at Lake Waco and was there recently when Graham's team tied for first place in the weekly Friday morning scramble. <laughs> his son lives in Athens, but he drives up every week to pick up his dad at his Waco area home and brings him to his regular Lake Waco round. I love stories like that. Um, uh, a World War II veteran who chronicled his experience in the book 12 Minutes on his experience at the Battle of the Bulge, flying a B-17 other aircraft, began playing golf in the 1950s. He returned from the war, lived in Midland, Odessa, working as an insurance salesman before moving to Waco in the mid-1960s. Anybody out there listening to us ever played around with Ralph Graham? I'll call him Moonlight Graham. That's kind of a reference to... Uh, the natural was it, Aaron? What was our uh, what was the one? Kevin Costner, you build it, they will come. Field of dreams. That, field of dreams. That's right. Moonlight Graham, Ralph Graham, age one hundred and one. Now, Aaron, I'm about to celebrate my grandmother's coming up later this month. She hits the big one zero zero. All right, boy, she's not playing golf, but she's still pretty sharp. Still listens to the Matt Mosley show and offers. Uh, uh, feedback from time to time. Aaron, her feedback has not always been, I mean, it's, I don't know if I'd call it constructive criticism, but right, she's, my grandmother's from an era pretty tough, pretty tough, and she tells it to people like it is, but uh, love having her out there listening. She listens these days from Kaufman County most of the time. Frances Hendricks Lawrence. All right, um, we do have big show coming up. Aaron, you know what's amazing to me is we still have portal stuff. Like, there's a chance today you'll still be doing por portal news. I watched a, a thing today that Scott Drew was on with Jeff Goodman, 
I don't know what Jeff Goodman would do if he didn't have the Drew family. I don't know. I mean, the, the Drew family has been very good to him. And he had they had the new coach. The, the, well, he's not new. The coach at Cincinnati, Wes Miller, and and then another coach from a mid-major, a guy named Dana Ford that I kind of liked. And, Aaron, what they were talking about was just the toll it takes on coaches in their families not ever having a break, going through the full season, then having the portal last all the way from, like, April to sometime in June. And, oh, by the way, players are still bailing out and joining other teams and trying to – I mean, I thought it was really interesting. And, and Aaron, we don't we, – we coaches are paid so much money and all that, we don't always think about – their families and all. And that West Miller from Cincinnati, boy, he had he had some interesting things to say. He said he'd like to have um wife and kids someday, but he just doesn't know how he would do it. He doesn't know how and he feels bad for his assistance with families and kids. He said he was married for about eight years. I guess they didn't have kids or whatever. And that was it, man. He they got divorced and he said the main reason is because he was never present. Now, again, I get it. Most people don't feel sorry for these coaches that are making all this money. But think about the assistants, Aaron, who aren't making quite that much money, making good money, some of them, but not all of them make incredible money, and they don't get to be with the wives and families that much. Now, Scott Drew's good, and I think he tries to let them spend time with the families. But that's a, I thought that was an interesting I thought that was an interesting route to go. We're talking about all the players and the way they can transfer now and how great that is. But you just don't think about the toll it's taking on coaches and families. And Scott Drew and others have presented to the NCAA, you know, they're trying to maybe get more of like a window, a shorter um, window on the portal and maybe try to get some of this under control. Now, Aaron, uh, tonight's lineup against the Nats, Rangers and the Nats. Again, we'll have first pitch for you. Rangers baseball, people love it. People want to hear it right here on uh, the uh, one of the top affiliates. Aaron, we've had the TV guy. While you were gone, we had the, the Rangers TV guy. We had both radio guys recently. We had the great Eric Nadell, who's still trying to come back from, uh, from some mental health uh, stuff that he's fighting and we're hoping to get him back on the air, but you can always hear these games right here on ESPN Central Texas. Tonight's lineup, Aaron, they're going to keep riding Simeon. Simeon has been in a dark place at the plate. It's been really, really bad. They're, I, but they're going to keep sending him out there. I, I'm, I guess I'm okay with that. I'd kind of, I'd like to give him a rest at some point. Apparently, he doesn't want one. Um, lineup looks mostly the same as usual. Jankowski in left field, batting seventh. Zeke Duran in the DH role. And uh, uh, Leody uh, Tavares, uh, Bochi likes to call him Leo, is out uh, in ninth. Uh, Tavares is one of the great nine-hole hitters in baseball, probably the best. Probably the best in baseball. Duran's been up and down recently. Aaron, they can't. Garver can hit like crazy when they let him play catcher. When he DHs, he can't hit. Go figure. Go figure. Sometimes players don't play as well when they have to go DH. And when they can't, they like being out there in the field. And for whatever reason, that's better for them mentally. I don't get it. 
but Garver can't hit worth a lick at DH. But you put him in at catcher and sub him for Heim. Problem is, Heim's a great defensive catcher. But anyway, I find that to be kind of a fascinating angle of this season. Aaron, I've had to, you and I've had to dig in a little more in these. Have you noticed since we lost, since Stephanie jumped ship on us, the great Stephanie Curry and went to that noon show? I mean, I kind of got used to Stephanie being there for us. Aaron, do you think Scott, do you think Stephanie's other half, I don't want to say better half because she'll get very upset, but I do like Scott. I don't want to don't want to say anything to make anybody mad. Stephanie's very upset with me right now because of this last name thing that I did <laughs> that you the other day. Remember her last name? <laughs> yeah. Well, she's a good friend, but I just never knew her last name. It just dawned on me on the of course it. Oh, and Aaron, by the way, I found out who Stephanie Fox is. It's my neighbor. <laughs> I, we have a neighbor named Stephanie Fox. You were just on it yesterday, weren't you? <laughs> oh man, struggling as usual. I don't know if that, that might have been two days ago. I don't know. Yeah. I get all my days mixed up. But, yeah, Stephanie Curry is my good friend. Stephanie Fox is my neighbor. And and some, and some I think a friend as well. We'll call her that. Uh, very nice person. All right, see, uh, Matt Mosley's show continuing on. Aaron, we've got the beat writer for the Houston Cougars in the Houston Chronicle. He's on with us next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with TYM to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of TYM tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractor Sales in Robinson, where service is our name. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin, and also at cnbwaco.com. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show on online at syntechsportsfan.com. In the market for a new metal roof? 
since 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays, but have you ever given just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of gift ideas including John Hart leather goods, big old key rings, candles, and jewelry. Always free gift wrapping and delivery is available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business. That's Morrison Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Deli. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now here again is Matt Mosley. On his Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley show. Join now Joseph Duarte, Houston Cougars beat writer. Joseph, welcome to the Mosley show. Welcome back to the Mosley show. And welcome to the Big 12 Conference, all right? <laughs> I want to I wanna welcome you in, and we're going to roll out the red carpet, and then we'll all uh, – We'll all visit with you at Big 12 Media Days. We'll have some kind of big mixer and that kind of thing. Now, Joseph, if memory serves correct, did you go ahead and attend this um, event last year? I'm trying to remember. Did you get a Did you get a head start on things to kind of start getting your getting to know Big 12 Media Days a little bit? I, I did attend last year, Matt, and and I was once a part of Big 12. Uh, Press Corps and then a conference realignment got me, and I was court of the uh, Southwest Conference guys that got thrown out. I guess you could say it. I ended up uh, the last 10 years in the American and Conference USA, but once upon a time, I was in the Big 12, so it was good to see some familiar faces like yourself and some of the guys from Austin and Waco and places in between, but uh, but yeah, we were there last year. We've been going to Big 12 spring meetings, the ones in Arizona, the ones in uh, Irving. So yeah, we've uh, kind of jumped on board the last couple of years, getting ready for for what's a uh, big moment for the University of Houston. Boy, what, now that's great that they're sending you out there those spring meetings. Um, I mean, that was kind. Of, it had to be kind of interesting because they weren't far away from like where the Pac-12 was meeting. I mean, I 
at some point somebody was writing about it and, and kind of almost made it like they're right down the hall or whatever, like 200 feet away from each other. Uh, there had to be some interesting moments between the two conferences as they made their way around. Did you get to witness any of that? And did you did you cross over and say hello to any of your, your Pac-12 media colleagues? Well, you know, the way it's set up, it's, it's through the Fiesta Bowl. I think they call it the Fiesta Bowl Summit, where they bring in uh, several conferences. The Mountain West is out there at that time, the Big 12, uh, the Pac-12. And, you know, we basically set up shop in, in the in the lobby. You know how it goes. and You're, you're on a stakeout for eight or nine, ten hours a day. And, yeah, you'd see, uh, you'd see some interesting uh, paths cross, you know, just like with Texas and OU not uh, – you know, on the way out the door, what those meetings are like where they're still there. When Houston wasn't a member in Central Florida and Cincinnati and BYU, they were there, but they really didn't have a voice in the room. So, uh, And then you'd have people like, you know, Deion Sanders was actually at this last one in Scottsdale. And as soon as he saw the media coming, boy, his uh, his security uh, lined up uh, in, uh, in an offensive lineman stance and uh, were ready to block us out. And <laughs> he took off. So, yeah, you do see some crazy things uh, out there, but uh, this has just been wild trying to keep up with who's in what room and for how long and, and until when. Yeah, first time I've seen Dion run from the media. <laughs> he generally, generally enjoys doing some media, especially if they're paying him to do it. And, uh, and you guys were not offering a check, so maybe he thought, I better not. I better not spend any time over there. Is the um, what's the Cougars athletic department like right now? I mean, that last Saturday when it became official, what were the uh, what were the celebrations like? Uh, different different programs did it different ways. Cosmo, the BYU Cougar, was up at the Big Twelve filming some kind of deal. I thought that thing went a little too long, Joseph. That was a uh, it was kind of like a Sports Center spoof or something like the old commercials thought cosmo thought we could have used some editing on that video but what have the uh what have the coogs done other than that big billboard that you put a picture up of you know i i was a little disappointed disappointed in, in how they uh celebrated you know you 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 wander the forest for 27 years looking for for that home that 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 you felt like you you should have been all along and they had a midnight virtual toast and they went long. They went long, so they didn't, they didn't even hit it at midnight. They didn't do a countdown. You know, I, I gave them a list of things they could do. I was like, look, you're in Houston. You know, they were really focused on, hey, let's light up City Hall. Let's light up the, the bridges on some of the main freeways. I'm like, that's not the University of Houston. It's your campus. You know, have a street festival. Do a, a midnight madness type event inside the Fertitta Center. And, you know, I know it was the holiday weekend, but other than a virtual toast where the athletic director got up there, raised the champagne glass, and said, hey, we're here. I mean, that, that's it. I mean, they, I guess I guess when you've known for two years and you've sort of been uh, getting things ready, it, it seemed like another night for them. But, I mean, moving forward, uh, <laughs> I, hope, I hope they do things a little bit bigger because this is a big deal. I mean, you were around – when the Southwest conference broke up, you know, what direction schools went in and, you know, Houston's always kind of voiced their displeasure on how that went down. Why maybe a school in green and gold got in and they didn't, 
or or maybe Texas Tech, you know, the stuff like that. And so, yeah, to answer your question, it was it was a very uh, quiet early evening uh, for Houston, and, and you know they just kind of hit the ground running right after Fourth of July, and now they're getting ready to uh, to go into the Lions Den of what what this is going to be like compared to the last ten years in the American. Tell them if they're still complaining to get a have a governor elected from their university and maybe have the <laughs> lieutenant governor. All right, and that helps. That certainly helped the green and gold. Governor Ann and Bob Bullock got that thing done. All right, so we had a lot more political clout back then than we do now. I'll put it that way. And I knew you'd be the one that would be able to give us that quick lesson. <laughs> Joseph Duarte from the Houston Chronicle covers the Cougs. And I, I'm, I'm wondering, is Dana, you think Dana's getting a little more excited? He seemed kind of dour during that one press conference. He was talking about they need to upgrade the facilities. And he, he, he kind of has that personality sometimes. Um, I did see the Football Operations Center renderings. That looks pretty. I mean, that looks really nice. So it's not like the Cougars are out there destitute or something. You think Dana kind of knows that, hey, these are going to be choppy waters ahead, especially in football. And and because, obviously, he coached at West Virginia, do you think that's why he's sort of maybe tempered his enthusiasm a bit? I think that's part of it. And, you know, when he was at West Virginia and they made that move from the Big East, they had less than a year to do that transition. Now, now he's been talking about this for the last two years, and, and you're right, it, it is Dana, and it depends on what day of the week you get him. Uh, but he's been real consistent about knowing what Houston has and they don't have uh, and where they're going to be, you know, budget-wise at the bottom of the Big 12. They're going to be one of the few, if only one, without a, a, a football-only facility. And then you look at, you know, down the hallway for him, you know, Kelvin Sampson's been through this too. He, he's been at Oklahoma. He knows what it takes to – to, to coach in the Big 12, what kind of competition they're going to go at. But on the football side, we all know that's what drives things. And, and to an extent here at Houston, with basketball being their best sport, those are the two coaches that, that they have in place that, that have that experience. So I think that's going to benefit Houston. But, but Dana does know that they're going in not only from a facility standpoint, but from, from really a competitive standpoint with the roster situation and, and still trying to – to bring it up to par for what you're going to see uh, from the other Big 12 schools. So this is this has been a, a couple of years in the making just to get things going. And Dana Dana's going into an important year. This is year five for him. Uh, if you if you ask him, he's not on the hot seat. If you ask others that sign the checks, they need a bowl win. They need a bowl game this year. And uh, or or we could be talking about you know some changes being made. But right now they're you know they're going into this year they they want Dana to succeed, and they think he's the guy and he certainly has that experience from having been there already. Who do you have player wise that you're excited to hear from at the media days? Like when I'm kind of going around, I want to get to know a few Cougars, those five players that are showing up. Who's the one, Joseph? I should zero in on and go. Hey, this guy is it the quarterback or who's the uh, who are the Cougars bringing? That's a really fun guy and and maybe an outgoing type personality that you think will do really well in that kind of setting. Well, if you need to know anything, they're they're bringing two offensive linemen. So, uh, you know, they're one of the few schools that aren't bringing a, a skill position 
guy, quarterback, running back, receiver. And, and that's kind of what you need to know about this team. They lost their top quarterback in Clayton Toon, who's now with the Cardinals. They lost one of the top receivers in the country and, and Tank Dell, who's with the Texans. And then the bigger shock of them all, the, the running back that they thought was going to be back from an ACL uh, decided after spring that, that he was going to enter the portal and he's at Colorado now. And that was Alton McCaskill. So that those are three big pieces. I would have liked to have seen them bring Matthew Golden. He's probably the next in line of great receivers. He was a uh, one of the highest-rated players they've ever signed, had a really good freshman year. Uh, but of the guys they're bringing, left tackle Patrick Paul is, is their NFL-caliber guy. He's, he's about 6'7", 320 or so. And he's going to get some lift. He has the type of year many expect. Uh, you know, he could be one of those high round NFL draft picks. Other than that, they're bringing their starting center, uh, Jack Freeman, and they're bringing a, a guy that's transitioning to linebacker and Hassan Hippolyte. So, uh, you know, it's, there's not a lot of uh, storylines in terms of big, big numbers guys returning, uh, but they uh, those are some guys that they're going to need to step up uh, this year, the, the ones that are going to the to media days I'm, I'm excited about even some of the recruits coming in uh i believe the one i that i was visiting with his dad is the temple wide receiver yeah. um temple texas Mikhail. uh yeah Mikel harris and pilot man what a what what a i mean that's a really uh that's a really interesting um, uh family story legacy type deal those are the kind of kids they're going to have to hit on if they're going to compete in the Big 12, is that, you know, just the high, high-end caliber skill players. And there's a lot of them in Texas, but, of course, it's not easy to get them always. Yeah, and if you look at it, Matt, uh, up until, uh, you know, about six years ago with Ed Oliver deciding to stay at home and being a five-star guy, those are the type of guys that wouldn't even pick up the phone uh, and and take the call from Houston. So they made some inroads, but you're right, Mikhail Harrison Pilot. Uh, tremendous athlete. Dad Chris was a linebacker at Houston. Mom was a, a cheerleader, so he's a big legacy guy. Uh, he and Jonah Wilson, another receiver who's from the suburbs here in Houston, two of the top uh, recruits at any position that they've ever had here, both four-star, high four-star guys. Uh, it's just a matter of how those guys plug in. And, and Dana's not afraid to throw the freshman in there, and, and, and especially at the skill positions, he feels like, at receiver, uh, he's got a room full of guys that he can he can sort of just pick and mix and match and see what works. But I imagine those two guys will get on the field uh, early, uh, and then you know in the backfield, you know we, we we haven't talked about the quarterback Donovan Smith from Texas Tech is probably going to be the guy. He's the transfer, and then they went out and got a uh, a guy that you probably familiar with from West Virginia, uh, Tony Mathis was the starting running back there. Uh, they filled McCaskill's spot with him, so they're not completely bare. Uh, but they've, they've got some question marks, and they've just got some guys that haven't either been featured prominently or for an extended period or are making changes to a new system. I wish we could Donovan Smith would leave the conference. I mean, he's had some moments against the Bears. I'd like, to, I'd like for him to head on out of the conference. Same thing with Mathis. That, that guy can be kind of electric, okay? I wish we could have a rule where they couldn't transfer within the conference. But they do it, and they love doing it in basketball, don't they? And um, L.J. Cryer has done that from the Bears. Scott Drew rarely loses a starting player like that. That one hurt, and that was a weird – I mean, everybody's kind of like, wait, what? What's L.J. 
doing? What have you gotten to spending time with LJ yet? And and what are what are you hearing from kind of LJ and Kelvin? The plan for him? I think he does want to run the team a little bit more, get to play a little bit more point guard. Um, right. What are you what are you kind of sensing? that LJ, what went into that decision? Other than maybe maybe he got a big pot of NIO money. I don't know. But what what do you think were the biggest things that went into that? And what have you kind of found out about him in his short time there in town? Well, in terms of NIL, you know, Houston isn't isn't among, you know, the the I guess the the high rollers when it comes to that. But but the men's basketball program, if there's any sport that's the one that's benefited the most. But you know, LJ mentioned a couple of factors. One uh, coming back home and playing, and then two, you're right. I mean, he he was sort of sold on the fact that say, he could have the ball in his hands a lot more. That was very enticing to him. Now it'll be interesting. Do they have another Central Texas guy there with Jamal Shedd, who's from Maynard? Uh, he's their point guard. So I'm not sure how that's going to work out. But it wasn't enough of a a roadblock for for LJ not to want to come here. Now you know he's he went through the the draft process, got some feedback. Uh, so I imagine at this time next year, you know, he'll be off somewhere. So this is sort of a, a one-year, one-year deal for him at, at Houston. But I didn't think there was just that combination of, of, of the scenery change, the the coming home. Uh, you know, it's, Houston's a program that's you know uh, up and coming, and and he got a, a, a look at them firsthand in, in 2021 when Baylor won the national championship, and he you know they had to beat Houston in that semifinal. So. Uh, but yeah, he'll fit in nicely, and it was it was very important that they get a guy like him with with Marcus Sasser leaving. Uh, they bring in a veteran, uh, somebody who can score, somebody who can 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 be an influence in that locker room. Uh, but they're gonna they're gonna count on LJ Cryer a lot this year. Were you rolling your eyes when Kelvin got that NBA interview? Kind of like, oh, interesting <laughs> timing. I mean, it wasn't that long before he gets that big contract with the Cougars. What did you What did you think uh, that that did seem seem like a maybe a pretty smart move on the on the uh, on his agents uh, uh, by his agent or whatever? Because I like Kel. Seemed like Kelvin was like, oh, I didn't really want this to get out. Eh, I'm not. I'm not totally sure that's accurate. Yeah, and when, when, I think my eyes rolled a little bit more when he made that comment versus just it getting out because he was like, you know, most of the times when you know people in organizations and you just want to visit with them, and, you know, he didn't characterize it as an interview but more of a visit. But, uh, you know, you know how the business works, Matt. As soon as, as, soon as that mm-hmm. happened and, and Woj put it out, uh, you know, my first job was to call Kelvin. He didn't answer, so I knew something might be up, and, Next thing you know, I'm getting a text message from him saying, "Hey, I'm looking forward to to being in the Big 12." So I'm like, "Okay, he got he got what he needed out of that uh, 15 or 20 minutes of is is Kelvin going or is Kelvin staying?" But but you know, they had been working on a a contract for about a month and a half, maybe two months before that. As soon as the season ended, and it was to put him in line with the top 15 or so coaches and. You know he's making money that they just they've never paid it. He's he's gonna be making about four and a half uh, million or a little bit less, uh, and his contract runs through I believe the the twenty five twenty six season. So uh, this is it for him. He and he also got the the language in his son's contract uh, with Kelvin Sampson uh, being the the head coach in waiting and and that being locked in and, and a succession plan in place. So. Uh, but yeah, it's never a dull moment with Dana, and it's never a dull moment with Kelvin. 
So I, I think I hit the coaching lottery as far as being able to, to keep it interesting on those two beats. All right. You think you could get the live mascot going again uh, at Houston now that they're back in the big time Power Five conference in the Big 12? I feel like Shasta, maybe there was some tie-in at the Houston Zoo at some point. I would love to get the on-campus habitat or something kind of like the old days. In the old days, Shasta would actually come to the games in the Astrodome. <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> that you bring that up because I I, I had a, a little sit-down with one of the handlers from, from back in the day, and he told me stories that I just I couldn't believe about how he Shasta would break free from the, the, the leash that they had and would run free on campus. Uh, so they weren't quite sure uh, where, where Shasta was at sometimes or, or they were trying to keep up with uh, with her. But, you know, the school did a study about a year ago whether it would be feasible. They wanted to build a habitat on campus, uh, have the mascot there, and then bring it back for the, the 100-year anniversary of the school, which I believe is in two years. And from my understanding is that it just came back that it was going to be too costly. There was going to be a, a partnership with the zoo uh, where they would have their doctors come in and stuff. But but they do have uh, the Shasta. I'm not sure what number we're on, but uh, they have a Shasta and a Louie that are at the zoo. Now, these are cubs that were just brought in maybe six months ago. No plans for them to be at games, but they, they do a lot of different stuff at the zoo, game days, stuff like that, big events. Uh, but as of now, there, there's no plans. Just It just wasn't going to work out. But they did look pretty uh, – seriously into whether they could pull it off and get it done. It just didn't work out uh, in the end. That's how Kelvin got that huge salary because they said it wasn't feasible because we got to pay our, we got to make him one of the highest coaches paid coaches in the big 12. (laughs) So they couldn't, they couldn't build a uh, cougar habitat. Boy, that would have been fun. Wouldn't it, Joseph? We could have gone over and seen the cougar on campus. I, I really wish they could have found a way to do that joseph we'll see you at the mixer or whatever we have coming up this week next week at the big 12 media days look forward to it great to have houston in the uh, conference and uh, not the least of which it brings you back in so we're excited about that i appreciate you being on the show thanks for having me on matt and uh, we'll talk anytime all right sounds good joseph duarte been doing it for man aaron he was going back to the swc days Joseph looks like a young man in his pictures and all. I didn't know he went back to – did you hear him like, man, I remember you You go back to SWC days. Well, yeah, as a student, <laughs> I was a student during those days when they were still in the SWC, but I was not working yet. So, uh, uh, yeah, Joseph, very tenured sports writer in the Houston area. All right, next, it is time for something we call campus – confidential college athletics college football it's all next listen to espn central texas online at syntexsportsfan.com hey folks Derek scott here with jim turner chevrolet i'd like to thank everyone that supports jtc and that our family values your business our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high so give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees so give us a call 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com and remember folks we're just a heartbeat away in mcgregor we treat you like family find new roads 
Introducing the new B.O.B. Ballin' on a Budget Family Pack at Hellberg Barbecue. The B.O.B. Family Pack feeds up to four people. It includes one pound of pork steak, a smoked then fried half chicken, half pound of sausage, two pint sides, and a pint of their famous banana pudding, all for $40. And Thursdays from four until seven, you can save 20% on this deal. The B.O.B. Family Pack is available for just $32. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators, maintenance and electrical technicians, and supervisors for their plant. Day and evening shifts are available. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers a comprehensive benefits plan including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. PTO begins day one of full-time employment. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off I-35 in Lacey Lakeview. Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Well, that was good talking to Joseph Duarte, covers the Houston Cougars. He may be our Cougars insider. Uh, we got to decide our insiders for some of these other new schools. UCF, 
Cincinnati. Aaron, if you have any uh, nominations, let me know. If our people out there, if we got any UCF or Cincinnati or BYU, uh, you know, followers or, or alums, let us know who you like reading and stuff. We'll get them on the air. But uh, I think Duarte will be our University of Houston insider on the Mosley Show, which is considered, well, the most popular show in the Big 12. I mean, I of all the different uh, flagships and little Internet gatherings, people keep saying the Mosley Show. In fact, our next guest, he texted me just the other day, just out of the blue, I love your show. And that's our the volleyball coach for Baylor, Ryan McGuire. be good to visit with him. He is a good friend and a great friend of the show. All right, so it's good to have Dorte on. Aaron, what do you have for us today in Campus Confidential? Dennis Dodd with a good article on CBS Sports about conference realignment, specifically the not very good situation that San Diego State finds himself in. A couple of months ago, it looks like the, looked like the Pac-12 was on the verge of a new media deal and expanding, which would have obviously included San Diego State. They sent a letter to their conference, the Mountain West, wanting a reduced fee to leave the conference. Mountain West said no and took that as their letter of resignation, so to speak. They said it wasn't, but the conference has now withheld over $6 million in revenue from San Diego State and Dodd reporting that even though the athletic director San Diego State once mentioned the Big 12 and Pac-12 both being options, he says that San Diego State is, according to his sources in the Big 12, is not currently an option for Big 12 expansion. He says the Big 12's current expansion focus continues to be on any Pac-12 schools that may be ready to leave because of the, the lack of a TV deal and the University of Connecticut. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can't wait to get Jim Mora in this league. <laughs> oh, let's go to stores or wherever they are. They don't, have a, they don't even have a stadium in their college community. It's like in Hartford or something, or West Hartford. They got It's not even in their college town. You got to go like thirty minutes. Hey, you, you guys want to go to Hartford and watch our college team play? We got to get in a bus to go see. Go down the road. I don't know. They got great basketball though. I mean, that's an interesting conference, Aaron. This Big Twelve right now because this this commissioner loves basketball, and it's a great basketball conference. But we'll always be led. With football, and UConn football just kind of muddies everything up. I mean, I'd rather have, like, San Jose State or name anybody out there that plays football in California or wherever. (laughs) If you want to be on the West Coast, just start naming names. And I would be like, yep, yep, rather have them, rather have them than UConn. Now, I like San Diego State. I like basketball, and I like their football. I like SMU. I do. I mean, if, if I woke up tomorrow and SMU and San Diego State were coming to the Big 12, I'd say, yeah, way to go. Way to go. But, of course, we are attached to SMU back to the big, the, uh, the big, you know, the SWC days. So I get it why they're not desperate for those teams. I don't even know if SMU's next, um, who you know, after those Pac-12 schools, who would it be? SMU, I think Memphis at one point had the Big 12's attention. I think Baylor obviously has an affinity 
for Boise State because our old buddy Jeremiah Dickey is there. I'd like to see the Pac-12 just go right at Boise State and go, you know what, you guys have played a great brand of football over the years. Screw this other stuff. I don't know what's happened to San Diego State or whatever. Come on, Boise State, and bring in SMU and Boise State. I would be all for them doing that. Love Boise State. Love old Jeremiah Dickey. Northwestern head football coach Pat Fitzgerald has been suspended two weeks as part of several measures the university has implemented to curb hazing within the football program. Also, the team will no longer have off-campus practices in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where the team held preseason training for years and where some of the alleged incidents occurred. And the monitoring of the football locker room by someone who doesn't report to Fitzgerald or his staff will also take place. I've read multiple articles, and they do not list the specific incidents that happened that caused Northwestern to implement these changes yeah. in the program. I'd suspend him for going like 1-11 or whatever well, he did last year. <laughs> that's And I'm not you know downplaying, obviously, any hazing. Uh, I think we're at a point where all that should pretty much be over with. But, yeah, they were they won one game last year. They were terrible. And I think in the last two years they've won three games. I'd have to double-check. But, yeah, in addition to whatever happened with this, uh, the program's been bad for a few years. He did have some success a few years ago, which is tough at Northwestern, but lately not so much. Simcox can't stand him. He hates Pat Fitzgerald. Really? And then yesterday he took a little poke, took a little fun, good-natured poke at the tech coach, and, boy, he's experienced all sorts of backlash. It's amazing, Aaron, sometimes how much one of those uh, interviews we do. We did a high school basketball coach one time at my local or one of my favorite high schools, Lake Highlands, and um, and that got like 40,000, 50,000 views. Well, this thing got passed around like crazy. Because I'm telling you, the Red Raiders are a sensitive bunch, and I and I, you know, I've I've I'm just I was ready to take this thing down. Um, I mean, Stevens fine; he's got thick skin. But I'm sick of all the. You should see on Twitter, Aaron, on my timeline. I cannot get these folks to settle down. <laughs> I even started kind of having some nice discussions about BYU and Matt Rule and Joey today, just to try to calm that down. And that interview continues to haunt me because, you know, whatever. I get it, Aaron. You kind of like the funny line that, that Simcox did. But, boy, by you pulling that quote out, we had, we've experienced every kind of, oh, you guys, whatever, man. I'm tired of it. But uh, Fitzgerald, I mean, that's a, they, it did, oh, they gave him two weeks in July. That's the yeah, weakest no, it's, punishment it's ever. Punishment. <laughs> like if, if it must not be a serious hazing, if they're if they're suspending him in July, the coaches are taking a little break right now, and they're all going to the dead gum. You know, uh, they're going to Seaside. They're going to Destin, Florida, and hanging out. Pat Fitzgerald. I mean, this is nothing. So again. It must not be that bad a hazing thing. I, I, I'd like to, I would like to know a little more. I'll tell you who's bad about hazing. I mean, doing all that kind of stuff. New Mexico State. 
that's where things get a little scary. Well, and that was uh, my uh, – I did have that story, former New Mexico State basketball coach Greg Heyer. I, I hope that's how you pronounce his last name, who was the head coach when all that happened. He has a new job. He's the, now the coach at Mineral Area College, a junior college in Missouri, just four months after he was fired in the wake of the Aggies hazing scandal. <laughs> There's always somebody. There's always somebody. <laughs> Absolutely. Even the disgraced former Baylor basketball coach, somebody like the Nazarenes or somebody said, hey, Dave, what, you feel like coaching some more? You know, you're always like, what? What? But, you know, there's always somebody out there, a tale of redemption, all right? And sometimes people deserve, man, a second chance and all that. Sometimes, I would say in that coach's instance, in that deal, I don't think he probably did. I mean, that was a dastardly deal. And, of course, I was covering that back in the day for the morning news. He was a heck of a coach back in the day, and he was a heck of a salesman. Oh, my gosh. Some of these salesmen, they remind me so much of him. These people, I'm not going to name any names, but, eh, you know, went from Nebraska's way. Um, all right, it's uh, – but not in a bad way. I mean, like, the, they're just great about raising money and getting people excited, all that. Uh, okay, Aaron, um, it is time to speak to the head volleyball coach for the Baylor Bears. Ryan McGuire returns next. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Hey folks, Jared Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Does your truck need some love? At Texas Truck Love, they love your truck as much as you do. Are your vehicle seats causing back pain, neck pain, or sciatica? At Texas Truck Love, we feel your pain. According to the American Chiropractic Association, we spend 293 hours a year driving. The ACA lists vehicle seats as the number one cause of these painful issues. Texas Truck Love has just a solution for every vehicle, from show and work trucks to family haulers. They offer a wide variety of services, including seat repair, new leather upholstery, OEM parts and aftermarket accessories, all at competitive prices. Texas Truck Love is located at 4793 South University Parks Drive in Waco. Check them out at texastrucklove.com or give them a call at 254-313-2946. That's 254-313-2946 and ask about their financing options. Remember, Texas Truck Love loves your truck as much as you do. 
Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley. got Ryan McGuire, Baylor Volleyball, on with us. You never know where he might end up. He could be in Big Bend. He could be in Chicago. He could be recruiting. He can't tell us who he's actually watching. He could probably tell us what event he's been attending. Coach McGuire, great to have you. And uh, I saw, you know, I get excited about these schedules. And the, the non-conference schedule was uh, was sent out there. I don't think you loved, I, if I remember correctly, I don't think you loved aspects of the conference schedule. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit about the non-conference schedule. How are you and where are you today? Matt, thanks for having me. I am back in Waco. Got in from Chicago about uh, 3 a.m. last night, so a lot of a lot of delays at the airport these days. <laughs> Tell me about it, okay? Got I got several trips coming up. I've canceled one flight. I'm going to drive instead. But you made it back to Waco uh, from Chicago. Did you uh, Did you see some talent while you were there? Um, and yeah, and, lots- and Lots of great talent. USA Junior National Tournament was going on. And, uh, you know, it's kind of unique. Lots of ages, different divisions. So it started on uh, June 27th. So I was out there a couple days uh, watching 14s and 15s. And then um, they had a big NASCAR event. So they kind of postponed the tournament for two days and raced NASCAR through downtown Chicago and then did uh, 16s and 17s. So, Actually, I uh, came back, so I wasn't wasting two or three days uh, out there sitting around. Enjoyed fourth with my family, shooting off fireworks. And then, yeah, 4 a.m. back on the, the plane to, to watch the next round of matches with uh, different age groups. Would have enjoyed your perspective on that NASCAR event kind of <laughs> right there in Chicago. I, I, I think you would have. Have you ever been to a NASCAR race? Uh, I have back in California. So the uh, California Speedway, actually, when I coached men's volleyball, we did a, a fundraiser. We were uh, we were all the concession workers for a big uh, big NASCAR event out there, and uh, it's it's loud and it's uh, it's it's fun. I, I love driving fast when I can in the in the right places and, and seeing those guys go. Have you ever driven like on a race course, or or did you have any? Did you used to you know golf? Go-karts, I used to love doing go-karts. 
And have you ever maybe had like a dune buggy? You ever taken a dune buggy out? I mean, your days in California, those kinds of things end up on beaches and that kind of thing. Any experience with either racing or getting to, to drive one of those kind of vehicles? Yeah, quite a, quite a few of uh, <clears throat> go-karts when I was younger. Uh, you know, we've done some off-roading in Moab, like Hell's Revenge. And then, uh, and then out now that I'm out here in Texas, we got ATVs. So I'll need to get you out on the property. And, um, there's, there's a place not too far out of Waco where you can, uh, they got jumps in a racetrack there. So that's, uh, that's, that's my getaway. I, I think when I want to let off steam, maybe, uh, drive fast, go jump, jump some ATVs a little bit, uh, makes me feel good. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, have you, you know, I'm kind of accident prone. You may have heard. So probably you should keep me off ATVs. All right. I even just on a bicycle, I, I can go in a ditch and break my neck. So I probably ought to stay off that, that Moab deal. That sounds kind of fun though. What do you go, what do you go off road? What are you in when you go off road? Like what were you dri- What were you driving? So that's a, <clears throat> that's a side by side. So it was a Kawasaki. Uh, when we were out there, it's, you know, they're four-wheel drive. They're really grippy. And, uh, man, the scenery out there is, is just gorgeous and beautiful. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I go to side-by-sides. I haven't done it. And uh, I know a lot of the guys have the big four-by-four Jeeps and everything. But uh, there's, you know, Hidden Falls. You mentioned that last time we were talking, you know, after the Big Bend at Marble Falls. There's uh, there's some off-road four-by-four places uh, down there. You know, some parts you can go fast other parts you can kind of rock rock crawl a little bit yeah table rock is that one you know place out there you can go visit outside of marble falls and you got to go to inman's or one of those places that's where i used to get my turkey sausage uh some great places to eat down there in lano there's some deer hunting to be done there so a lot of a lot of fun stuff there ryan mcguire on the matt mosley show it's turned into a kind of a travel show um what do you think, uh, Ryan, about this uh, schedule that has uh, – I'm sure you've had this for a few days. You've had a chance to kind of work through it a little bit. It was announced publicly, and uh, the non-conference is not for the faint of heart. There's a three-match homestand um, that's kind of November 13th, 15th, and 19th. That's Washington State, Ohio State, and Stephen F. Austin, all representative teams. But, uh, man, even before that – this Big Ten, Big 12 challenge, that thing could be really a test very early. Now, you kind of like that? Do you like a test um, that early in the proceedings, or would you rather ease into it? I mean, that's, uh, that's Wisconsin and Minnesota. Uh, again, some of the top teams in the country. What do you think about getting started like that? Uh, I like the test because it just shows us where we're at. And, uh, you know, if you win, it's really great always for your RPI. And, um, you know, last year we were able to beat Wisconsin. I think they were ranked number three coming off winning the national championship. And, um, you know, we lost. We split both years. You know, this is year three of this challenge. We've split both times. Um, So I'd love to get a 2-0 sweep Uh, next year in 24. It'll all take place in Waco. So looking forward to that. But uh, they're going to be good. Both, Both will probably be ranked. Top five, definitely top ten. Uh, Wisconsin hit the uh, the transfer portal really hard, but uh, our team's young. We have no seniors, and but I, I I think it'll just show where we're at. Um, 
what we need to work on if, if we can't get the win and, and if we can, hey, this is this is what we gotta keep keep doing. So it's uh it is for sure tough. Uh, I know we talked about football having eight home games, which is great, but that also means we gotta we gotta be on the road sometimes when football's home for, for parking. So I think non conference is tough and, and there's a lot more road games for us this year than we'd typically have. What can you do um with the players right now as you start to kind of work toward august and everything um you know do you have the full complement players in town is there a lot of conditioning uh where, where are you kind of with workouts practices what are you allowed to really dig in and focus on um at, at this point in the summer yeah so the majority of the team's all here they're uh, just finishing finals for summer one classes and getting ready to start summer two uh, they're working four days a week with our uh, strength coach and uh, it's, it's really captain led practices and, and open gyms. You know, it's, it's really unique for our sport. Soccer's in the same boat uh, where they don't allow the coaches to have hours with the athletes. So again, majority of the teams are all here and, you know, basketball, football, they can, they can get some limited hours with their, their athletes over the summer. But uh, for us in these fall sports, you know, when we hit August 7th, we got two weeks and then we're playing Minnesota, Wisconsin. So it's, uh, it's good for them to be here. And, and really, you know, I think our success has been a testament to how, how invested our girls are and how hard they work without all the coaches uh, always being around them. Who are your captains and who's kind of stepped up in, the, in that kind of role? Obviously, you can advise them on what you want, but they kind of need to be out there and be self-starters and, and, and you know, talking to their teammates if they need to. Who's, uh, who's fulfilling that, those, uh, that role for you right now? Uh, Lauren Bersenio is really doing a great job with that. Uh, again, she's <clears throat> her and Allie were part of that under-21 USA uh, junior national team and then Lauren's going to be training uh, or just got back from training with national team here this summer so <clears throat> she's doing a good job she loves our athletes the girls and I, I think when she goes to those events she comes back and brings some things like hey this is this is what we're working on at the national level let's keep working on it at our level and, and this really is important so she's got a good grasp of the little things uh, A.G. Haggard is, is a, a phenomenal middle walk-on for us from the leadership side. You know, our girls are going through book studies together. Uh, Maxwell's, you know, 21 attributes of a great teammate. And so, you know, it's not just on the court stuff. Um, you know, we welcomed our new freshmen came in May 31st, and, you know, they're getting acclimated to the, the play sets and the calls and the terminology and some of the drills that we're going to be doing because we, we, we really don't have time to just, ease into it uh we really gotta be full speed ahead uh for those two weeks before before those opening matches you think that would help me that maxwell's tell me what that what's that called again is that something maybe i should seek out and could uh maybe help my radio career and and, uh and journalism career uh, I, I think so because uh you know the best leaders are the best servants so that's stuff i gotta work on too but uh, we want our women to be women of influence, and yeah, if, if I grow in love with others better, I seem to they seem to listen to me more. So, you know, I'll, I'll let your studio staff answer on that on on how well they uh, enjoy listening to you or not. But uh, all good. Aaron, do you enjoy? No, don't answer that. Don't answer that. You said something about influencer, though. I mean, I kind of like 
you know, I I, I have a, a heavy Twitter presence, so, uh, but I don't think that's the kind of influencer you're talking about. <laughs> Coach, uh, Coach Ryan McGuire joined the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Introduce your new assistant. I'll try to have him on at some point, but I, I thought that was kind of fun, uh, an announcement that came out and uh, – Boy, you you love that California. That's that's your that's your stomping grounds, and you love spending time there. And I think that's kind of where you turned for your latest assistant coach. Well, yeah, our new coach uh, Jorge Panate is coming from uh, actually University of Houston, so uh, he's got that California background for sure, and um, <clears throat> you know has been well versed and well traveled. But we're stealing him from a a Big Twelve opponent and it's really it's houston roots that, that i've been most attractive to uh, a lot of our girls come from some of the good clubs there in, in that area but uh, he's also got usa connections uh, as well you know that was a rule change where no longer do you have the volunteer assistance uh and it's really kind of across the board all sports so um you know baylor being very supportive we were able to look and and see who's going to be kind of the right fit so He'll, uh, he'll take on the role as an offensive coordinator, and Coach Walker will be our defensive coordinator and Jehida uh, our, our recruiting coordinator. So I, I really like how we can dive in and, and divvy up the responsibilities and really let our athletes get uh, the right attention and focus and instruction that they need. All right, who's the best uh, coach of BYU, UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati? It's become official. They're coming in going to have to play them, all that good stuff. It became official like last weekend or whatever. Um, I, I feel like BYU's done some really good things in the past, just off the top of my head. I kind of remember some of that. Obviously, you just went after a Houston coach, so they must have something you really like as part of that program with Jorge coming over. But which of these teams will make the most immediate impact, do you think, and has a chance to have the most success right away in the conference? Well, you know, Houston was in the Sweet 16, BYU Sweet 16. They were Final Four back in 2018, and they've they've been uh, pretty dominant uh, that that West Coast Conference <clears throat> prior to coming over. So Heather Olmstead is does a phenomenal job at uh, BYU. So they they are a regular top 25. Coach David Rear at uh, Houston, um, you know, is winning JUCO titles way back in the day, and then. Uh, Arkansas State, I believe, was got that program turned around into the tournament. And then, yeah, I think they've made Sweet 16 first time in a long time uh, for them as well. So uh, that being a hotbed, the, uh, the UCF coach uh, just resigned to coach the new pro league. So there's a new uh, professional volleyball league starting in 2024, and he's going to be the um, head coach. Gosh, I forget which city, Omaha or uh, Atlanta one of those those places so he he'd been around a couple couple decades so uh we'll, we'll have to see how the new coach does and uh you know cincinnati's had success in the past they had an elite athlete jordan thompson who's on our national team uh they struggled maybe a little bit since he's left but uh yeah byu for sure and and uh i think houston's going to be relevant um all the time what about those pro teams? Will any former Baylor players kind of, you think, be a part of something like that? And don't you get any ideas, by the way. We want to keep you. Don't be, don't let the all the, that money lure you into the pro league, okay? We want to keep you I, at the collegiate level. 
I, uh, I love Baylor. My oldest is a, a freshman, but my youngest is uh, is going to be a freshman in high school. So I, I figure I got at least eight years. I got to win enough enough games. So Baylor keeps me so I can get uh, get him through Baylor as well. But no, <laughs> Shelly Stafford is uh, is going to be playing in Atlanta, and uh, Yasiana Presley is uh, signed. She's going to be playing in Omaha. Um, we'll see where Avery Skinner lands. I think she's still overseas and Gia Milana playing overseas. Uh, Chanel Bramschreiber, a libero, I think is, uh, is going to be playing on one of those teams as, as well. So where's volleyball? The yeah. I, yo, oh, Yossi brings back great memories that leaping. Oh my gosh. Where, where is, uh, in, in, in Europe and other play overseas, where is, Where's volleyball uh, the most popular, would you say? And obviously, I'm talking about your brand of volleyball and not the, uh, uh, you know, not the beach volleyball. Yeah. No, the, the pro league in Italy is really strong for the women. Uh, Turkey's gotten a lot better. The pro leagues in Brazil are, are really strong. And then uh, Korea. And then they pay a lot in China. You, you know, that, that it's, it's like a national sport in China. And... I'm not sure a lot of Americans are playing there as much now, but uh, China is still extremely popular. All right. Well, it's uh, it's fun to have you on, and and I like that. Um, I like that. You know, looking at these kind of schedules and everything, you do get some home games in uh, September, uh, and then uh, let's see the Fort Collins. I didn't ask you about that one. Uh, the Colorado State Ram Volleyball Classic. Featuring the Rams, Bowling Green, and Pacific. Uh, now, what do you think about that one? Is that uh, is that a pretty is that a pretty good event? Yeah, that'll be a good event. Colorado State uh, packs their house pretty well. They uh, um, <clears throat> again another coach that recently retired that had been there a long, long, long time. But uh, they return a uh, a young team, kind of like us. Uh, also, a tournament team, Bowling Green, a tournament team. So it, it's a it's a heavy schedule. I, I mean, they're not going to be top ten. It'll be a little different than Minnesota, Wisconsin. But early in the year, I, you know, every sport, you you're still trying to figure yourself out as much as uh, figure out the opponents. And uh, as I mentioned, I have no seniors on this squad next year. First time I've ever had a team with no seniors. So, you know, we were mostly all freshmen last year. Now now we're really just sophomores, minus uh, you know a couple seniors. So. We'll uh we'll have some growing up to do this season, but I I really to me that's exciting to see where we're going to be at come December. All right, let's send the horns out with a loss. All right, I'm kind of excited. I, one last go at them. We'll miss them a little bit because those are fun matchups. Uh, I bet that has been fun for you over the you know you don't want to focus just too much on one other program, but what well, Baylor and Texas have had some incredible matchups. So I think we will miss them in some ways, but that would be nice to to uh, to, to have a go at them and, and send them, send them packing uh, as they head off into the SEC. I don't know how good – by the way, how good is the SEC? Is the uh, – I'm just trying to think off the top of my head who would really be good in that conference. Are they – is that comparable to our conference, or do you think that will be a, a bit of a step down? Uh, it'll probably be comparable, maybe a slight step down, but uh, you know, it's it's Texas has been good. I I love that rivalry. Rivalry. We'll probably keep them on the schedule one way or another, just so we can get those uh, great matches. But um, 
you know, Kentucky's done extremely well. They do have, you know, they, they recently were the first SEC team to ever win a national championship. Uh, Florida, Mary, Mary does a good job over there. So those two have been, been pretty relevant. Um, you know, a bigger conference also now with those teams. I forget how deep they go, 15, 16. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the bottom half is not as strong. The Big 12 top to bottom is, is really, really good. And there's there's no uh, no real sleepers there. The top half of the SEC, I think, would be comparable to the Big 12 competition. But, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how everybody starts doing the schedules with, with these conferences and the, the bigger sizes. Ryan, great to visit with you. I think they've set something up where maybe you and I will get to hang out here soon, and I'll look forward to that, and um, and we'll catch up a little bit in person. But always fun to have you on, and glad you're back in Waco, and I'll talk to you soon. Matt, I appreciate it. would love to hang out. And uh, you can drive the kitty version of our go-kart. We got, we got a, like a green, easy beginner path for you. So let's do it. <laughs> The kitty version, I think that is very appropriate. Although I had a go-kart back in Kaufman County my dad got for us when I was like 8 to 10 years old. Oh, it was awesome. Still out there. Sometimes we'll soup it up. And then somebody was recommending it. It went a little little fast, and Mom wanted us to put a governor on there. I didn't really know what that was when I was a kid. But, of course, that's to slow it down a little bit. Whoa, that thing would move. Um, and uh, still, man, some of my greatest moments or f- most fun times were on that golf cart. But the neighbor, I, I, the neighbor's mom would get very upset because I threw him out. He was a, a little bit younger and a kind of a slight build on him. And I would throw him, I'd throw him out of the cart a couple of times, and the mom was not very happy with me. Sounds like fun memories. Okay, I just thought I would leave you with that. <laughs> there, he, there he goes. Ryan McGuire, the uh, Baylor volleyball coach joining the Matt Mosley show and uh tell you what we'll, real quick we're going to start getting you ready for Rangers baseball that was fun golly I like I love talking to Ryan and Mike McGraw and and uh uh Mitch of course and Glenn was softball coach Bear, the Bears have of course Scott and the whole gang there um what a fun bunch Jeff Grimes but has become a great friend and a great listener of our program. Just almost every sport, we just have really good contacts and good coaches and just fun people. I probably left somebody. Oh, Michael Woodson is just awesome. Love having him on. And we had Ezok uh, the other day. Had Ezok on and, of course, the new uh, golf coach, assistant golf coach, Jeremy Alcorn. That was really fun having him on. I, that's what I hate Start Aaron, I, when I start – listing names like that i'm like always leave off somebody but we're just fortunate to have a lot of really good coaches and they love our show and they're always willing to jump on with us so that is uh, we're extremely fortunate to have that all right we got uh, rangers baseball on the way i want to look at a couple of breaking news items and get you ready for tonight's ball game and of course you'll hear it right here on espn central texas Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. 
Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. Hi, this is Chuck Morgan of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the home of Baylor Athletics and Rangers Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for years. Also, they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's right, 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate universal windows central texas.com that's universal windows central texas.com or call 254-301-7760 and be sure to check out their great google and angie list reviews i love my windows they've got that brand new home effect universal windows direct Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your 
your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-659-7540. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now here again is Matt Mosley. Oh, man. I mean, it's like we're in the church. Doors have opened. Wedding party is up there. Aaron Sexton ordained via the Internet or somehow. He got his or- he was ordained. We've got some wedding news. Aaron, in addition to our beautiful wedding march, although that's a diff- I kind of like this. It's a little different. It's a little different, but I like the wedding. I love a good pipe organ. Ooh, that's nice. Aaron, we also need to hit the breaking news sounder for this news I'm about to release. We go to Lake Bled, Slovenia. Lake Bled, Slovenia. Luka Doncic has proposed just in the last few hours to his longtime girlfriend, Anna Maria Goltz, G-O-L-T-E-S, or Golte. We'll get that. We'll get that down for you. But Luka Doncic, Mav superstar, has proposed to his longtime girlfriend, Anna Maria Golte, Golte G-O-L-T-E-S. Let me know on the text line if you have a, a, a suggestion for how I should pronounce that. I assume she's also Slovenian. Uh, that happened this evening, this very evening. They're ahead of us uh, in Lake Bled, Slovenia. Congrats to the happy couple. All right. And uh, let's see. Luke, I think, has this maybe up on his uh, Instagram. I saw this for a longtime NBA reporter, Mark Stein. Mark Stein used to be with ESPN. Now he has his substack. His substack and Luca. Oh man. Aaron, uh, I don't know if you've seen this yet. I'll I'll uh, text this to you so you can see this. Um beautiful background as Luca's down on one knee. Very old fashioned. I like it. Aaron, I just sent you the the tweet. Oh, we're back. Now we got some more wedding music. Uh, Aaron, look at this scene, the background. Oh, there it is. Okay, now she's getting ready to walk down the aisle. Here comes the bride, um, and Luca is on one knee. Aaron, do you think Luca did like what you're supposed to do? You know, save up one month's salary or whatever, <laughs> or two months' salary for the engagement ring. I bet Luca was doing okay. And was really able to uh, to get her a gorgeous ring. I don't know where he went. Maybe maybe one of our local places here in Central Texas. And Luca and Anna Maria Goltz now engaged Lake Ble- Lake Bled, Slovenia. B L E D. I'm going to say Lake Bled or Ble- Bleed Lake Bled. 
Slovenia. Aaron, is that not a beautiful background as Luca proposes to his girlfriend? Just picture picture perfect. I know that phrase gets used a little too much, but I mean it is a just an amazing picture. Man, that is that is really that is really exciting. All right, and that is Luka Doncic getting engaged at age. Aaron, do we know how? I think Luka's about twenty-three or twenty-four now. He's got to be. He's got to be. Got to be. He's finally starting to grow up just a little bit, but he's old enough to get engaged. Um, twenty-four years old. Now, Aaron, tonight, um, I we got we got Las Vegas, um, uh, summer league ball. And Wimby makes his debut. The great uh, first overall pick for the Spurs. He's in action tonight. I think we're all excited about watching it. Um, th- there's some kind of deal they have in Vegas, Aaron. I'm going to send you this, too. And you all need to look at this. Uh, there's a picture of it right now. In fact, uh, uh, it- it's something they put up, Aaron, in the uh, in Vegas to welcome the summer league, and it's it, Aaron was just in Vegas. Aaron, this is only you only see something like this in Vegas. It's one of those kind of virtual billboards that they can somehow put up. Um, it's called the Sphere, S P H E R E, in Las Vegas, and it cost. $2.3 billion to build. I mean, that seems kind of crazy. They already have concerts and other events lined up, but their their external advertising on this thing is just insane. Now, Aaron, you were just there playing in that World Series of Poker, <laughs> and from what I'm told, you did not play very well. No, you, <laughs> you played fine, just didn't, you know, you didn't win the thing, all right? We were hoping you would come home and and uh, and just be able to retire. I mean, I didn't want you to retire, but I wanted you to have that option. Aaron, that billboard I just sent you, is that not the most amazing thing you've ever seen? And it, that is what they're, if you, as you're driving down the strip in Vegas, this is what you see. It's an amazing deal. Aaron, did you see anything like this when you were in Vegas? Did this Does this look familiar to you at all, or did they just launch this? in time for the summer league oh no if you uh if you take the monorail which i almost exclusively do when i'm in vegas just because it's just a cheap and great way to get around you go right by it now i didn't it was it wasn't lit up like we were there a week before they started lighting it up like they've done the last few days starting i think with july 4th but we could see the outside of it and i saw the pictures you were talking about and it looks incredible. The, when when they changed it for the summer league games tonight to make it looks like a basketball, it, it looks like yeah. a, a digital creation. It's so perfect, which I guess in, technically it is. <laughs> you know, if you're ever in downtown Dallas, they have something not quite that impressive, but it's like the AT&T offices down off, uh, I don't know if it's Elm or Commerce or somewhere downtown Dallas. They have one of those video-type boards, digital deal, and that's pretty impressive. And it's kind of worth, next time you guys are in 
the Dallas area, stop in. Say, hey, Mosley told me to come look at this thing. I don't know who you would say that to. But you just you just get out go or just drive by it. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome new feature. I don't know how new it is, but it's a pretty neat thing. I saw it recently downtown. Now, Aaron, you were talking about this earlier, this story. Headline on this Dennis Dodge CBS story. San Diego State not part of Big 12 expansion plans as Aztecs face uncertain future with Mountain West. Now, that's not in itself shocking, right? Dennis Dodd, at some point, the Big 12 said, hey, is anybody out there interested in, like, you know, that might like us to feed you some stuff? And Dennis Dodd raised his hand and said, hey, I'd like that. I'd like to do that. So Dennis Dodd has kind of become the mouthpiece for any kind of stuff the Big 12 wants to float out there. And good for Dennis. I I don't, you know, I've, you know, I've gotten to know people over the years that have, uh, they, they, you know, I'm using them for information. They're using me to get the word out. It happens, okay? So no, nothing uh, there. Oh, by the way, Aaron. So, but to finish that, I don't, San Diego State's got themselves in a pinch. They thought they were ready to go in the, Pac-12. Pac-12 can't get its stuff figured out, and then they tried to go back into Mountain West, and that commissioner of the Mountain West is like, eh, not so fast. Not so fast, my friends. I thought you wanted to leave. That thing's gotten messy, weird. There are lawyers involved. San Diego State got out over its skis, and they tried to ask for a little help, and Mountain West said, at first they were playing nice, now they're not playing nice. And I'm not really mad at either side. They can do whatever they want on that. Now, Aaron, on Big 12 news, and we'll have some Big 12 buzz coming up in a few minutes. Big 12 buzz. God, J-Mo, even when J-Mo's on vacation, I mean, he and Aaron are finding a way to produce Big 12 buzz. All right, and uh, the J-Mo show continues every day, and uh, and that happens, obviously, every day right before we come on at 3 o'clock, uh, at 3 o'clock. Aaron, breaking news about two hours ago. West Virginia has postponed its foreign tour to Italy until 2024. Aaron, does that sound like a good idea? Hey, hey, uh, we've had a little issue here. Could we maybe do our Italian trip a year later? Could we defer? Aaron, I think that's one of the smarter moves West Virginia's made. They don't know who's on their roster they got guys transferring. They got some guys that chose to go back. West Virginia basketball, I have no clue what to expect. I will say Ren Baker did a smart thing in putting an interim coach in. If they were going to get a full-time coach, they were going to, it was going to be too fast. And, and they didn't name that coach the full-time coach, and I don't have a problem with that. Let him, I mean, let him have an opportunity to do what Rodney Terry did. Lead them to the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight. Get them in there. Get them on a good run. And then if you do that, then you become the head coach. If you have a rough year and it doesn't really look like the program's heading in the right direction, then you can go have a full time. You have a whole season worth. You have a whole year to do a big-time search, and then you can go find people. Aaron, another uh, college note for you. Early reports are that LSU outfielder Dylan Cruz, they got the draft coming up this Saturday, uh, Major League Drafts, why I'm bringing this up, wants a record-breaking 
$10 million signing bonus. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, sure. Sure, Dylan. I mean, y'all want another national title. Why not? Give, I mean, give the man $10 million. Golly, what is this? The, the old NFL quarterbacks or something? What is going on here? If the top three teams are unwilling to fork that over, the superstar could be available for the Rangers, Aaron, at four with the fourth pick overall. Highly unlikely, but not out of the equation. Now, here's what's going to happen. Somebody will pick him at number one or two, and they'll get it done, and maybe he ends up with five, six million. But he's not going to get 10 million. Give me a break. Give me a break. Some agent has gotten a hold of him, and they're like, we're going to set every record ever. Now, I if I was Paul Skeens, that I would be asking for that much, if not more. I mean, Dylan Cruz is awesome. I get it. But a lockdown, unbelievable pitcher that could be in Major League Baseball about a year and a half, a year, a year and a half from now in Paul Skeens, who can throw in the upper 90s, the high 90s. It, is, it has a wipeout stuff. Now, that's the guy, Aaron, I would be asking for the crazy money. If I'm Dylan Cruz, I mean, let's not get carried away. He's awesome. Get your money. I hope he gets paid. But $10 million, I mean, that's kind of crazy. All right? That's a little on the crazy side. Aaron, this weekend, here's your assignment. Indiana Jones and whatever the name of this new movie is. I, I had fun with it. The Dial of Destiny or something like that. And it has to do with the clock, the, uh, oh, what, how do you say that guy's name? Archime- Archimedes uh, clock, you know, Aaron, very, very famous relic. Um, it's, uh, that's what's featured in, the, uh, in this new Indiana Jones. Aaron, I, I do not require you to go back and watch Raiders of the Lost Ark and everything, even though you should at some point. But go see the movies. Go to the movies this weekend. Now, Aaron, when does Mission Impossible come out? I'm kinda, I kind of like a good Mission Impossible movie during the summer. I think that one comes out on Tuesday. Aaron, do you know off the top of your head, does that sound right, Tuesday or Wednesday? I think so. Give me just a second. I'll let you know. Okay. I think I saw where it was like on the 12th. All right. Um, okay. We got some funny stuff, Aaron, of this Britney Spears. Did you see this? I guess they've decided to kind of drop all that. Britney Spears, when she ran into Wimbayama. At that uh, at that restaurant, and they're try- her group's trying to say that she got her glasses slapped off of her. They're now saying the video showed that the security did move her hand off of Wimbanyama, which I mean, I don't know if you have to be that aggressive, but you're not supposed to go up and like touch people, no matter if you're a man, woman, whatever. And they didn't know it was Brittany, and apparently. They just moved her hand, and they're now claiming she hit herself with her own hand in the face. I'm laughing because nobody's hurt. All right, there was not. This was not like oh Mosley's laughing. She's fine. She went and had dinner that evening, so we can all just laugh and move on to the next crazy story. Um, Aaron, what were you looking up? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, Monday. The uh, the. When does it come out? Monday? Yeah, the Monday the 10th. Aaron, will you go see Indiana Jones 
uh, if I decide if I pay for it, and I'll just I'll Venmo you some money. Uh, will you go see the Isle of uh, whatever this thing is? I said the uh, the Dial of Destiny. Will you do that this weekend for me? Doubtful. I just, that train's too far along. Uh, I know you said that I didn't have to see the other ones, but I don't want to like see the fourth or fifth one first, if that makes sense. So I just, you've just, I mean, I was just, I wanted to send us into the weekend with so much joy and excitement, and you just, you just spoiled it. You just, your refusal. <laughs> hey, I'll be watching Ted Lasso all weekend. What I want, Ted Lasso. Golly. Oh, man. He's discovered Ted Lasso. He's been in a good mood. All right, Aaron, uh, we got to say good night. Um, we, first pitch, Rangers, you'll hear it here on ESPN Central Texas at 6.05. They're playing the horrible Nats. Nats are like 20 games below 500, so they should be in pretty good shape. Thank goodness the Astros lost last night. Rangers still maintain a two-game lead, but that thing has continued to shrink. All right, Big 12 buzz is next. And then right after that, we'll go right into the Rangers as the Rangers get ready for uh, first pitch against the Nats tonight. And a reminder that Baylor's Cody Bradford is on the mound to start this game for the Rangers. Give five innings. Cody, give us five innings tonight. Give up about two runs, and we'll call tonight. And then go get ready for your next outing. All right, everybody. Thank you. Great week. Fun week. And appreciate everybody. Aaron, great job by you. Thanks to all our incredible guests today, Ryan McGuire, Joseph Duarte, everybody who is with us, Brittany Spears. Everybody have a great uh, weekend. We'll talk to you Monday uh, at 4 o'clock straight up. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 athletics. Here now is the 